0: Welcome back to the Shula Bowl podcast. As always, we're brought to you by the fine folks at Five Reasons Sports, your home for South Florida sports news coming to you. in not somewhat, but, you know, it's a legitimately a a somber note here Uh, doing a, a quick emergency pod. If you can't tell, I am in my car. Uh, Did not plan to be potting today. So, uh, you know, my audio might not be as clear as normal, but we definitely wanted to, you know, sit down and and take a a few moments to talk. Uh, For those of you, um, by the time you hear this, you also will know the news, the, the passing of legendary FAU uh head coach Howard Schnellenberger, obviously the, the godfather of Florida Atlantic Football and of Florida as a whole. You know, you can talk about his time uh really rejuvenating the Miami Hurricane football program and just you know cultural ball in general so it's just an entire loss for entire cultural ball nation and we definitely want to get on and have a quick uh, few thoughts. David is actually in the middle of a grad school class right now so he will not be joining us. But uh we managed to snag down Shane Marinelli. He's actually getting ready to head out to the spring game. Uh, to go ahead and uh, provide coverage of that. But like we said, we definitely wanted to take a few moments and talk about uh, Coach Nellenberger and just what he meant to South Florida and the FAU program as a whole. So Shane, uh, I will let you go ahead, our resident FAU expert, let you go ahead and uh, take your in and get started. Yeah,
1: um, FAU spring game, like I tweeted, and the FAU out you know, it's kind of pointed out, is just has a completely different meaning today. Um, definitely going to have a little bit more of a kind of... Mm-hmm um you know memorial type feel to it um then you know on you know uh your third cornerback battle type thing or you know just uh simple stuff like that i mean howard schnellenberger for fau is the godfather of the football program i mean this is a guy who started the program and had fau in a bowl game 5 years later uh you know heavy <laughs> you think about it, sometimes you watch bowl season and you see these schools, some of these, you know, G five programs that haven't won a bowl game in 20 years or something like that. And it's like FAU went, you know, immediately program, you know, made it to a, uh, immediately a one double a semifinal, um, I believe in the third year. And then, you know, they, uh, transitioned into full, um, FBS, and, you know, <laughs> you know, won a bowl game and, you know, and it's, you know, and FAU is, you know, has a rightfully so has a statue of him. And it's, you know, has a beautiful football stadium named Howard Schnellenberger Field. Um, you know, our old FAU fans tell stories of that first year. I mean, before the even FAU's old athletic facility was built, the Tom Oxley Center. I mean, Schnellenberger was working out of a trailer, a, a trailer. Um, <laughs> you know, that first year of kind of practice. So it's just, it's, you know, we talk about some of the great things that college football coaches do, uh, like the Dabos and the statements of the world, but uh, for Schnellenberger to basically take three programs that were just nothing. I mean, we, everyone's heard the stories I'm going on a little long here of, you know, U.S. football program, almost voted a shutdown. Louisville was like considering a drop to, you know, um, D- Division One AA at the time. And he, he, he's turned around all three programs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You talk about, you know, Coach Schnellenberger, and of course the, the tributes are pouring in. We've seen tweets from, you know, the Miami Hurricanes football account. We've seen tweets from the Louisville football account. Uh, of course, you know, things from FAU as well. And you look at his tenure, you know, really, like, like I said, uh, you know, an institution in South Florida. I mean, even back to his time going back in the mid '70s as offensive coordinator for for the Dolphins, you know, in time under Don Shula, and then of course taking over the Hurricanes from '79 to '83, '85 to '94. Shane mentioned that period at Louisville, in which that program, like he uh, said, was really in jeopardy of dropping down to one double A. A one-year stint at Oklahoma, and then of course the a uh, 12-year stint from 2001 to 2011 at FAU. And I think Shane really touched on a great point there, right? You know, I, I don't think a, uh, enough gets made of some of these football programs when they start up. You know, you tend to see the success on the back end. And I think, you know, I hope that um, future FAU owls, whether it's it's not just players but students as a whole, you know, really kind of understand the impact that, you know, Coach Nellenberger had on that university. You look at the stadium now, and Shane, really quick, you know, before I ramble on uh, – my first memory, first real memory of FAU football has got to be, you know, 2004, 2005-ish. I may have mentioned that. You know, I went to the same high school as uh, a couple of FAU greats and uh, um, Willie Rose and Chris Bonner. And I remember those guys, you know, taking their visits to, to go look at FAU. And, and I remember, you know, playing football with them and and getting invited to a, a few camps, things of that nature. And then we found out where FAU played at the time, you know, Lockhart Stadium. You know, do you have any any Lockhart memories? I mean, just for... Again, just for FAU fans who, who may be newer, and, and, and I would think most FAU fans would know the history of the program, but just for those who don't, or even those who you know may have just gotten to school the past two or three years and don't know the good old days, uh, go to watch football in Broward County.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, how, who could forget with uh, this? Was actually, I was still a senior in high school, uh, but accepted by FAU, uh, I believe at the time, uh, number six. Like, just think about it, FAU in Little Lockhart Stadium had number six South Florida and Matt Grothy roll into town, um, you know, and, you know, they played a wild game. And then, uh, you know, you also have you know my first ever FAU game. I went, you know, the, the year after they won at the New Orleans Bowl, uh, you know, a victory over, uh, you know, UAB by a couple of touchdowns in there. You know, so, yeah, I mean, we just, you know, and you think back to that facility and I, and I have friends that, you know, from college that were on the team and they talked about like changing outside under the bleachers, right? Like, we're right. talking, you know, stuff you only hear about, like in low level minor league baseball and stuff like that. Right. And this was supposed to be like a divisional football team at the time. And, you know, he built it and it, and it got a little tough at the end you know, for him at FAU, uh, you know, but still, I mean, it, it, it and to kind of maybe bring this around to the Shula Bowl podcast. You know, it, it, I think it's maybe one of the one things that kind of where the two programs have gone FAU and FIU is FAU had from the very beginning that established legend, Right. I mean, there, there, every coach after that, FBU, there's always going to be Schnellenberger as part of that pro as part of this program. Right. Like that truly, you know, every fan can look back on and, you know, the statue will always be there. And I, I think that's kind of why, you know, FAU has had success now and just kind of a, I'm rambling on with stories here, but like, you know, for people that have like met Howard Schnellenberger or been around him, it's just he's the type of person when he walks in a room, you feel him, right? Like there's just, sure. there's kind of that aura. Uh, one of the best memorial, one of the best tweets I saw was you know, you see it with coaches today and coach speak and coaches try and be generic as possible and stuff like that. And he was one of the few that truly tried to have kind of this persona. Right. Like that, that made it, I get, you know, a lot of the older writers have made in their tweets, made them incredibly fun to cover, right? Like Eric, it's something you could appreciate. I mean, this is a guy who is infamous for his pipe and his suits and the mustache and, you know, being kind of a man's man, right. Type thing. And you, you just don't see that type of stuff from coaches anymore. It's, it's, there's so much of going towards being bland and purposefully, you know, coach speak, and it, Schellenberger was not that. Granted, it was a different time, but he was not that.
0: No, no, Shane, you know, really quick, that, that's what I was going to say in terms of, you know, I, I, you know, having not gone to FAU, having a real affiliation with the school, I didn't have an opportunity to meet, you know, Coach Schellenberger or anything like that, but just from watching old clips, he seemed like a guy who truly, you know, like you mentioned, Shane, just a throwback to a generation when coaches just shot the bleep. You know, they, they shot from the hip. And, you know, for Coach Snellenberger, obviously that you know, being that guy turned into a lot of success. It kind of reminds me of the old, you know, John McKay quote, former Bucks coach, when a reporter asked him, you know, in the seventies or, or I believe it was mid seventies when the Bucks were going through a you know twenty game losing streaks, what do you think about your offensive execution? And he said, I'm in favor of it. You know, like Coach Snellenberger reminds me of a throwback to that era, as you mentioned. And and another thing that you um touched on really quick, and I think I'll finish up with this is um, yeah, his his identity with FAU is something that a lot of football programs who just start out, you know, you look back in the past, past 20, 30 years, they don't have that identity, that linchpin, that, you know, godfather-like figure who when you turn back and look and say, that's what our program is known for, regardless of whether it's you're going to have your ups and downs as a program that's starting out, FAU will always be synonymous in one way or another with Howard Stellenberger. And, and that's, you know, it was for the school and the football program. Okay. And
1: Eric, I gotta get this in, and I you know, I will say though, this Howard Schnellenberger's biggest impact on college football, and you know, as pointed out in the, the U documentaries, was his quote unquote state of Miami recruiting, right? Like he was the first guy to truly be like, Okay, we're gonna take Tampa, Orlando, I four I four south, right? Uh and before anybody was truly doing that, when it was people realized? And it's like now you, you you watch a college football Saturday and you see you watch a game whether you're watching Michael Penix at Indiana or some receiver tear it up at Syracuse or you know Michigan or you know schools all around throughout the SEC and the ACC and it's like oh South Florida South Florida Orlando Tampa you know, Palm Beach, uh, it, Schnellenberger started that. Like, he was the first one. And to me, that's, like, the biggest impact he has was he, he basically realized the greatest recruiting territory in the country and dominated it. And now uh, pretty much every college football program east of the Mississippi has three players from that quote-unquote state of Miami.
0: That's, that's a great point, Shane. And, and one thing, you know, like I guess I keep saying one last thing, but uh, you keep making these points. I think it's worth noting. One of the things that if you go back and watch that huge documentary that some of the players mentioned, Shane is, you know, guys from, you know, I, I don't want to call anyone specifically, but I remember in the U documentary they said Joe Paterno wasn't walking into, you know, Liberty city and going to recruit these kids that Howard Snellenberger came in with his pipe and said, yeah, you know, your son's going to be in good hands with me and he, he's going to play ball and get an education, but, You know, I I think think that's an excellent point you make there because a lot of those those areas that you mentioned as far as roping off the state of Miami, uh, a a lot of places around the country probably would have taken a pass on recruiting players like that. It's not fair to say.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just wasn't discovered. And it's just, you know, now it's – and I think about that. Anytime you're sitting around watching college – again, I'll say it. You're watching college football at noon and you see some kid from – uh, you know, any random school in the big 12 or NC state and it, it, 30 years ago, they never would have came to Broward and Dade County until Schnellenberger started winning with all these kids. And everyone's like, Oh man, they're all good down there. I mean, in South Florida recruiting is crazy now and like Schnellenberger started that. I mean, just think of that ripple effect, but you know, whether it's Amari Cooper, the Bosa's, like all these kids, all these stars that come from down here, was first realized by Howard Schellenberger. It's 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 a baffling effect, and I, I'll give the final hot, obvious take here. And I know we've said final a few times, but I could probably go on an hour on this podcast. Is uh <laughs> right. uh the college football Hall of Fame thing is just yeah <laughs> yeah it's yeah. it's insane. For those who don't know, listen to podcasts, you might see some quite a few people tweet about it today. The college football Hall of, Hall of Fame has some obligatory. Winning percentage you need to accomplish to make the Hall of fame right so it's it's almost just like the baseball Hall of Fame saying like if you didn't hit above two eighty, it doesn't matter sorry hank you Aaron, you were two seventy nine it's okay you know you had seven hundred fifty five home runs, but you you didn't break you know Schnellenberger's winning percentages is high because the first few years at a bunch of his football programs he's had nothing you know he built programs. Uh, so you, it's not like walk, you know, taking over the Clemson job next week. and You're going to go 10 and 2, uh, 12, you know, 12 and 0, 11 and 3, you know, that's it, just not how it happens.
0: 100% agree. You know, the fact that coach Nellenberger was not able to make the Football hall of fame during his life. And, and we'll assume that the hall will get it right and posthumously they'll induct him. But, uh, the fact that, you know, he wasn't able to, to see that honor definitely is, uh, I'll go ahead and say it on the record, it's a shame. But as you mentioned, you know, he was a program builder and won, and won a national championship. So certainly uh, want to echo that one as well. But we'll go ahead and close it up on this and want to send our condolences out again to the Schnellenberger family, his, his wife, Beverly, and just, you know, the entire FAU family Know know there. Uh, thinking about Coach Schnellenberger and want to go ahead and take the time here on this this Saturday, this spring game, you uh, uh, know, and really just kind of give a few thoughts on Coach Stellenberger and his legs into the FAE program. So with that, uh, I'll do a quick close here. Uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, you can find us um, at 5 Reason Sports on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at ARC Henry underscore. You can find Shane on Twitter at Marinelli Shane. And uh, we'll try to do some more formal things throughout, you know, once we're, we're kind of in the right place. and I'm not recording from, uh, you know, the car and whatnot. We'll try to...